You are Locked On 76ers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia 76ers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Monday to you. It's Monday, March the 12th. I want to talk to you all about last night's game. The 76ers defeated the Brooklyn Nets 120 to 97. It was a a big win for the Sixers in regards to road victories. Um, You know, the Sixers have uh, struggled recently on the road. They struggled against um, a lot of teams who are battling for playoff positions. The Brooklyn Nets, who dropped to 21 and 46, are not amongst those teams battling for playoff position. However, it was still good for the Sixers to get a win. Um, Any win right now on the road is huge for this team. We all know that the 76ers are a great team at home, but on the road they struggled. And they kind of bullied the Nets. Um, It was one of those games where Joel Embiid only played 26 minutes and 28 seconds. He shot 9 for 17 from the field. Um, He finished with a team-high 21 points. His plus-minus was great. He was plus 19. Um, He made 9 of 17 shots. He had 8 rebounds, 3 assists, um, 1 steal, 1 block, and just 2 turnovers. The thing is, the 76ers played with great balance tonight. I mean, they had 8 double uh, digit scores, all five starters. Um, Robert Covington had 19 points on six for 10 shooting, three is seven from three. That was huge for Rob, considering that he had three points in Thursday's game and he went 0 for 10 for the field. For him to battle back and come back six for 10, that's huge for him. Dario Sarge, I mean, what can I say about this guy? You know, Dario Sarge is supposedly, allegedly, the fourth option on the Sixers. Um, Joel Embiid is number one. Um, Ben Simmons, number two. J.J. Redick, number three. You can flip-flop those two. And Dario's supposed to be the role player. But all Dario keeps doing is producing. He keeps having solid games. And he's shooting for for a high percentage. He had 18 points. And he made 8 of 11 shots. He was 2 for 4 on threes. I mean, that's huge. 8 of 11, 2 for 4 on threes. He had 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Um, He had 2 block shots, right? So then, you know, you go on, you go to J.J. Redick. He had 12 points. He was 5 for 10 from the field, 1 for 4 on threes. And then you have Ben Simmons, who had 11 points. He had 6 rebounds. He had 6 assists. He had one turnover in 28 minutes, 39 seconds. And the Sixers bench played well. Um, Rashawn Holmes was the backup center on this night. Um, He was one for six. The only shot that he made was a dunk that he had. It was a nice dunk, but he was one for six. Amir Johnson basically had the night off. I mean, you know, the thing about it is you, you realize whenever, like, Amir is the backup. Rashawn is a third-string guy who rarely gets to play. A quality, quality big, quality big. But whenever the 76ers say, hey, we're going to give Rashawn some minutes, 
you know this is a game that they really expect to win. And they know that they'll probably need Rashawn in the playoffs. So Brett Brown really doesn't want to lose him, so he plays him. So he had, you know, two points. He had five assists, two rebounds. He had two blocks, right? But the guys that the Sixers really going to need to play well on the coming off the bench are Marco Bellinelli, TJ McConnell, and Ersan Ilvasova. And on this night, all three of them played well. You had Marco, who was a plus 18. He had 13 points on 6-for-10 shooting. Uh, he only made one of four threes. But, hey, he was 6-for-10. He had 13 points. And then you have Ersan Ilvasova with a hell of a game. I mean, he had 11 points, a game-high 13 rebounds, right? He had three steals. And then we go to T.J. McConnell. You know, T.J. was a quality, a quality, a quality performance. He had 10 points, he had six assists, and he had a game-high four steals. I mean, so, you know, we're looking at it. The 76ers shot 52.6%, right? They they only had 10 turnovers. And some people may like, only had 10 turnovers. Well, y'all, the Sixers, like, are worse in the league and, and turning the ball over at around 16. Uh, last week, they had 26 turnovers in the game. In the first quarter, they got out blazing. I mean, MB scored seven of the team's first 13 points. The Sixers also won on the shoot 80%. And that's a season high for points in a quarter. They shot 80% um, on, I mean, from the field. They made 16 to 20 shots. So, you know, the Sixers got out strong. Um, you know, at one point, Brooklyn pulled within six points. The Sixers, like, hurried up and, and, and went on a run. And uh, they were up by 15 quickly. Um, they were up by 27 at one stretch in the game. So, this was a game that we all knew that they would win. We all knew that they, they, they would destroy this team. It would have been a huge letdown. But um, they they played the way they should. Um, you know, the, the, the thing is that Embiid, what really impressed me with him was, you know, he's been struggling the last couple games. But this time, he made a conscious effort to go on the block. And he went down there, and Jared Allen just didn't have a chance defending him. Other guys didn't. You know, he only attempted two threes. He was one for two. Um, when you look at Embiid, you know, he's 7'2", around 280 pounds, around 280. And I know the 76ers love when he shoots the three. You know, they say that he does it at a, a pretty good percentage, and they like that. He is part of his game. You go to practice – after practice, and you see Embiid out there just shooting threes. But when he's on the block, you know, it's hard. I don't know if there's a more dominant player out there when he's on the block. Like, he's out there. He's 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 destroying people. I mean, he gets to the foul line. He's basically fouling people out. But for whatever reason, and I think maybe fatigue has a lot to do with it, there's more often than not, he's roaming, he's trailing, and he's like, you know, trailing the play, and then he's like hitting threes or shooting threes. And, um, you know, that in those type of games, that's the games where the Sixers get out and get a big lead, and then all of a sudden, 
guys start missing shots, and all of a sudden the team is 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 coming back, the opposing team. And then we always talk about how the Sixers lost the lead and and then have another embarrassing loss. But when they make an effort, when he makes an effort to get on the block and they feed him the ball, I'm telling you, he's arguably the most dominant player in the league when that happens. I think he bails other teams out when he's settling for threes. Let's face it, he shoots good from there, but he's not a lights-out shooter from there. So, you know, basically he's missing it. Teams are getting long rebounds or there's no one down on the block to get 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 the rebound and take it back up. So, you know, when we see Embiid do that, you know, I I I'm I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of of that in his game. Again, he makes them, but he's not Steph Curry. He he's not Klay Thompson. You know, he's not JJ Redick, you know, on a Sixers team. So, I think you know they're better off when he goes down on a low on on a block. Now, you know the Sixers they're they're probably going to be off today. Um, you know, Brett Brown. Um, well, the, not Brett Brown, but uh, you know the team's PR guy, uh, Patrick Reese, said he believes that you know if they'll practice, they're just going to have a low maintenance day. So that's like you know the guys who really didn't play are going to be doing like three on three. And then the other guys who played are going to, like, do drills and stuff like that. So, you know, the 76ers, um, you know, really won't have any media avail. Guys are just going to be resting up tomorrow. Um, but, you know, they have they'll be, they have a huge game this week. I mean, on Tuesday they play the Indiana Pacers, and that should be a, a great game for them when you consider that, you know, Indiana – has the fourth best record in the league. Um, you know the, the the Pacers are going to be uh, could be a, a a playoff opponent for the Sixers. You know if the Sixers get the fifth spot and Indiana maintains that fourth spot, and then you know that will be a, a pretty good matchup. Now Indiana kind of like pitted on the Sixers the last time they played. Um, Wow, I take that back. We're talking about Indiana with the third spot. I mean, fourth spot. Right now, Indiana has the third spot. The Pacers are 39 and 28. Um, they got a half a game lead over um, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So this is a big game for the 76ers. Sixers have a nice uh, home winning streak, and they're going to play this team. And this, like I said, this could be a team that. You know they'll they'll face in the uh, in the first round if they don't move up now or but the thing about Cleveland I do believe that Cleveland will get that third spot back I know the Cavs have been playing uh, what they're four and six their last ten games where Indiana's seven and three but when you have LeBron James something tells me you're going to turn it around. You know, right right now you're looking at the standings, and you see this right here. Indiana, thirds place. They're ten and a half games out of first, right? Cleveland, fourth place, eleven games out of first. The Washington Wizards, Wizards, fifth place, eleven point five. The Sixers, sixth place, twelve point five. So if you look at it, you're just saying to yourself, the Sixers are actually two games out of third. So, 
you know, with that being said, they just really need to bring it. I mean, this is a game that they'll have to win. Um, Brett Brown doesn't like when you say that, and I don't blame him. But, you know, this is a game that this, I feel like the Sixers have to win if they want to get that third or fourth spot, you know. I mean, because, you know, they'll make up some ground against um, some of these less fortunate teams that they're playing, some of these tanking and struggling teams. But you need to win this game because basically it will, you know, it could affect Indiana. You don't need Indiana keep winning and, and, and getting somewhere. And where it comes down to like the last game of the season or the last couple games of the season, I think the Sixers just need to get it done on this head to head. You know, you know, the Sixers, you know, right now are, are 22 and 17 at home, um, whereas, you know, Indiana has. I take that back. The Sixers are twenty-two and seventeen in the conference. They're twenty and ten at home, where you have the Pacers, who are sixteen and sixteen at on the road. So you know things, you know, should work out a little bit for the Sixers. But again, the Pacers are playing great. They also have Trevor Booker, who we all know the Seventy Sixers wave to create space for Ersan Ilovasova. So I'm pretty sure he's going to be motivated to come in here and, and, and show what he can do. But, again, this is a game the Sixers can win. I'm expecting to see an electric tri- crowd there at Wells Fargo. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great game. Well, look, y'all, I want to thank you all for um, listening. And I want you guys to have a great day. And I will be back to chat with you guys tomorrow. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.